We're ready to start. Says the Gemara. Ve'idach Mayhi. We had mentioned that there were 18 different um, gezerot that they did in the attic of Hanania ben Chizkia ben Gurion. Right? And we had mentioned and spoken about a whole bunch of them. However, we left a few. I think we left four or five that we did not mention. Um, really should go back and look how many we left out. Um, uh, this is the day that they went according to the Bet Shemai, right? Correct. Correct. I think we said five. We left out five? I think five. Yeah, that was the number. Okay, so let's go back now. Let's do the five. Says the Gemara, the Idach Mahi, one of the other ones. Number one, the Tanan, we learned. Hameniach Kilim Tachat Atzinor Lekabel Bahen Megisamin. Before I give this. Before I explain this, let me just explain you a basic fact about Quranian Mikvah. Today, I got a text question from one of my students asking me the following question. Rabbi, if someone is coronavirus scared, and therefore, he doesn't want to use the killing Mikvah, and he bought something new for Passover, is he allowed to leave it outside his house? And by leaving it outside his house, he's going to... He's gonna allow it to get in the rain to get full of rainwater, and then it'll be mikvized and he'll be able to use it. The answer to that question is absolutely not. It does not work in the least bit. You need to put in the mikvah. Tibilat kelim is the oraita, and it doesn't work. Now, in order to make a, uh, but if you had a keli outside that had enough water that could catch enough water, it's good. No, no, then it'll be no good as well. No good as well. Yes. It can't. You can't be in a keli either. You can't make a mikveh in a keli. Now, no, the basin. No. No, you can't make a mikveh in a keli. Okay, doesn't work. It has to be attached to the ground and part of the ground. There's uh, details of it. It can't be zochlin. There's a lot of different rules of a mikveh. Now, um, one of the rules of a mikveh is that you're not allowed to have mayim shikulim. You're not allowed to have water that is in a keli. Once water has gone into a keli, it becomes pasul. So if you fill up water from a keli and you pour it in the mikvah, you will have ruined the mikvah. Now, our question we have here is, what happens if a person left a keli at the bottom of a water spout that comes from his roof? For example, a guy has a gutter nowadays, and the gutter comes down in the spout. Now, a gutter itself is really not a keli because it doesn't accept, doesn't hold any water. Water goes through a gutter, but it's not a keli in and of itself. But if it ends off with a pot that you place there, then the water in the pot will ruin the mikvah, of course, because the water is placed in the pot. Our question comes up, let's say a person leaves a keli over there um, at the end of the spout, and then it falls into the mikvah, or it overflows into the mikvah, right? What's the law? So, let's see the Gemara. If you leave vessels under a tzinor, under a pipe, to accept to accept water of rain, okay? Whether they're big or small vessels, 
even if they're made of stone, or even if they're made out of dirt, or if they're made out of um, marble, all of them poslim at the mikveh. The water that will gather in them can ruin a mikveh. Whether you left it there intentionally, or whether you forgot it there, regardless if the water ends up in your mikveh, it has ruined your mikveh. These are the words of Bet Shammai. Bet says it's only a problem if you left it there purposely. But if you left it there accidentally, that's fine. Amar Meir. Meir says, Nimnu v'rabu Bet Shammai al Bet Yilel u'modim Bet Shammai b'shocheach b'chatzer shu'tahor. So Meir says two things. Number one, that day they made a vote. And after the vote, they decided that Bet Shammai has the majority and they're going to follow him, that the Shocheach is Asur, not like Bet Hillel says. But they admit to Bet Hillel that if they forgot it in a field, as opposed to forgetting it under a spout, if they forgot it in a field, then even Bet Shammai will admit that there's no Gezerah on that case. Because it's forgotten, not in a place that has a particular amount of rain, that would not ruin it. It does not become shuvi. Amar Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi says, "Adain mechlokes b'mekoma umedet." He says, uh, "No, this mechlokes still stands." And Bet Hillel says that shocheach is still good under its inor, and they did not have a vote. According to Rabbi Yossi, there was no vote. According to Rameer, there was a vote. Difference being whether there was a vote or not, because if there's a vote, then the halacha would be following Bet Shabbai. If there was no vote, we usually follow Bet Yilel. Let's continue. Amar Rameshashia. Rameshashia says, Rav Amri, Hakol Modim Bishat Kishur Abi. Everyone would admit, both Bet Shabbai and Bet Yilel would admit, that had you left it at a time where there's storm clouds in the sky, Timeim. We're going to call that water, Shi'uvim water, drawn water, and it's a problem. Vishat Pizur Avim. If it's at a time when there were no clouds at all, everyone agrees. Debrek called Teorim. Everyone would agree that it's fine. Lo Nechleku Elashinicham Vishat Kishur Avim. The machloket between the two of them is when you left it at a time. When there were clouds, minit pazru and the clouds separated without raining, and then they came back and they clouded again. Mor savan betilel holds batla machshavto. His his thoughts have gone, and since his thoughts have gone, which means his original intention was for the first set of clouds, welcome them, and. Since his first intention was for the first set of clouds and they're gone, therefore it's okay. Since he wanted it done and it got done, he'll say that it's Asur. According to Yossi, who says they're still arguing, the Gemara has a problem. According to Yossi, who says that they still argue, we're short one of the 18, because we told you that there's 18 things that they made a vote about, and Bet Shammai won, or Shammai won. But here, 
this can't be one of them, because after all, according to Rabbi Yossi, they're still arguing. So it's not one of the 18. Again, Ralph, what we're trying to do here is find the 18 Machlokets. And that will conclude according to Rebbeir. But according to Yossi, who says they're still arguing, this can't be one of the Machlokets, because all the Machlokets are from Machlokets that they both, that they nimnu v'gamru, that they made a vote, and Bet Shemai won. And according to Rebbeir, this isn't one of them, so according to him, you're short one. So the Gemara, Amar of Nachman, Bar Yitzchak, Okay, so Mayor will say that this other Gezerah was done on that day. The Gezerah that the daughters of Goyim are considered Nidot from their cradle, which means we assume they're a Nidah even before they're alul to have their period. Okay? Normally, we don't, a, a, a Goya who gets a period is not considered Tameh at all. However, the rabbis made a Gizirah. We're talking over here about Kutim, real Kutim, I'm sorry. Real Kutim are Safek. I'm sorry. Real Kutim are Safek Jews. And these Safek Jews can become Tameh with Nida. Now, the rabbis made a Gizirah that as soon as they're born, they're Tameh Nida. Since we're not, we're worried that they might not check for Nida properly, and therefore they might make our Tirumah Tameh. So what the rabbis do is they say that they're automatically Nida and anything they touch is Tameh automatically to get out of the problem. The, the reason why they're not so careful is detailed, but we're going to leave it out and just say the rabbis made a Gizirah that they're automatic Tameh, and Reb Yossi will say that that is the missing one that we don't have of the 18. Okay, so far we have a bunch of them. Now we're at another two dots. At the two lines before the bottom of Tetzayin Amubet, the Idach Mahi, and the other one, what is it? Okay, we're on number 16, I believe. The Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah, kol metatlin Any movable object, which is, let's say a person has a printer, and he carries the printer over a grave, and at the same time the printer is over the grave, it's also over your fine sterling silver fork. Now, Acha is that being that the, the same printer was over both the grave and the printer, we are claiming, call him a tautling, any movable object, maybe emit the tuma could bring the tuma over. Be'ovi hamardea, as long as it has a thickness of a mardea, which we're going to see later is a third of a tefach. Anything less than a third of a tefach, like a pencil, would not be enough. That is the that is what we're saying is another thing that was decreed on that day. However, this will be challenged by the Bitafon. Bitafon says, Akfa et banai, which means I will bury my kids. Shizu This is a messed up halakha. Sheshama Shomea Vita. The person heard it, but he messed up with it. 
And really, this is what she said. Ha'ikad over. If you have a guy who's plowing and he's passing by, umardo al and he has his yoke on his shoulder, and one side of the yoke is over a grave. Tim oto mishum alamet. It made it tameh, meaning it makes the yoke tameh because he's being mahil on a dead body. Amar Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says, Ani etkan, I will explain, sheyu kayamim, I can explain it in a way that even though Rabbi Tarfon is right, the rabbis will be right as well. Why? Sheyu kol what they're saying is that all the movable objects could bring the tumat ohel on the man who carries them to Ovim Radeh. Before they were saying it makes the item tameh, Rabbi Tefon was saying. Rabbi Akiva is squeezing it to be more like the original statement and saying that it makes both the item and the guy tameh. Okay. Okay. Why is that? Because the guy who's carrying it, we're worried about him. Because since he's carrying, since he's carrying an item that is tamer, we're worried about him. So we make him tamer midrabana. The alatsman. What about? the item itself. Because Shehen, even if it's thin like a pencil, it'll still make it extra. So it makes the guy tameh if it's thick like a uh, 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 yoke. And yoke, when I say yoke, I'm referring to uh, yoke that's spelled Y-O-K-E, not Y-O-L-K. Okay, a yoke is an item that goes over uh, a cow. Right, so it can make the kelim tamer even if it's a very, very thin, like a pencil. On any other keli, it has to be the size of a tefach. And Rabbi says, Umar This yoke that we said that it makes you tamer, and it's not the thickness of a tefach, it's less than a tefach. But it has the circumference of a tefach. Okay? Is that what it says over there, um, Harry? Circumference? Yes? Good. Right? On its circumference, the rabbis made a gizera on something that has a circumference because because Otherwise, people will make a mistake, even if the thickness is a tefach. Even though only the circumference is a tefach and the thickness is not a tefach, we're afraid that maybe you'll, you'll be lenient with the thickness of a tefach, and that'll be a problem. According to Bitafon, who says that's messed up, and he says, the rabbis didn't make too much oil than Abadanus, but who, according to him, you're missing a gizera, so you're short one, he disagreed with it. Rabbi Akiva, he made it work. 
But according to Bitafon, we're short one again. What's he going to say? We're looking for another one of those 18 things that was short one. Says what? He says it's not a question because he holds like Rambam. And therefore, if he holds like Rambam, he holds that the mikvah one beforehand was good. The only problem was if you hold not like Rambam, but since he holds like Rambam, that the mikvah one is good, so he's not short any. He's good. He uses both of them. Okay. Okay, so basically he's going to use Ramer and the daughters of Kutim together. So he's got two, and everyone's got two so far. Okay, so so far everyone's got two, and the score is two nothing. Everyone's got two. No matter what, how you count, everyone's got two. Now we're up to number three, guys. Hope you guys are keeping score with your little scorecards over there. Next, the Idach, what's the next one of the 18 things? The Idach is Habotzer Legat. Guys who are botzer means harvesting grapes, lagat into the wine press. Okay, there's a wine press, and we know that grapes can be mikavel tumah once they get wet. Before the grapes are wet, the the item does not have any tumah possible to it. Once the items get wet, they can, but they, they have to be getting wet purposely. If they're not getting wet purposely, then they're not tameh. So the rabbis made a gizera, if a guy throws it into the gut, throws his grapes into the gut, he says, the water that comes out, the liquid that comes out, inevitably by the fact that you're throwing them in, a couple of them get smashed. And that smashed grape will have a little bit of juice in it. That made them hukshar. That makes them susceptible to tumah. Hillel says that they're not hukshar. They don't become susceptible. He says, why do you require us to do, to harvest grapes with Tahara with purity, everything has to be pure. I don't require purity because I say that it's not huchshar, then the grapes are not susceptible. But you're going to require to have pure kelim. The end, moskim betara. Why don't you require that when we do it with olives and we're harvesting olives, why aren't you worried about the same exact thing that maybe the olives will let out a little bit of olive oil? And they'll be also muksha, and you don't require that to be tahor. That's he's basically asking us. I know I don't say this, but you who do say you should say it also by olives as well. So is everyone with me? I have Harry, I have Dan with a little bit of a nod. Dan, that's a weak nod. That means you're not with me, Dan. Oh, it's a smile. Can I repeat it? Should I repeat it, Dan? One more time. One more time. Let's understand. Bet Shammai is saying that the rabbis made a gizena on these grapes, that since you're putting it into a wine press and your intention is to press them, so you really are very, very happy about the water that comes out of it, about the, wa- the grape juice that comes out of it. And therefore, that grape juice, says Beit Shammai, 
is machshir the kabel tumah. And therefore, you should have to make sure that the utensils that you use to transport those grapes to the press are tahor. Because if they were tamer, and you put these grapes in a hukshar, you might tahor the grapes. Is that clear? Bet Hillel's response to them is, if that's true, you should worry about the same thing with olives as well. After all, olives also could have a little bit of liquid come out of them. And you're about to put them into the olive press to make olive oil. We should say that they also become hukshar al-kabel That was the challenge of Bet Hillel's. Aren't olives very hard when they come off the tree? Very good question. Very good question. Okay. Yes, they are pretty hard. Last I checked, they are pretty hard. I don't know why they don't point that out. But okay. So listen to what Shammai says back. Shammai says, Amar law, he says, in if you get me upset, and you start comparing grapes to um, grapes to olives. Goes rainy mosquito. I'll also make tuma on the olives too. You better watch yourself. Don't get me upset. I'll make a gizera of tuma also on olives too. Uh, Dan doesn't like that one so much. Okay, it seems like he says here on the bottom that really, of course, he didn't want to make a gizera. Because he thought they were two different things. But, and he thought that no one would compare the two. But once you're comparing it, so you're going to make it a comparison, I might have to make a gazera on that too. Anyway, Netsu Arab Bebet Midrash. The Amru, they, they stuck a sword in the shul on that day. And they said, anyone could come in. But no one could leave. Okay, basically, they made a quarantine. Look look at that, a quarantine in uh, today's daf. They made a quarantine. Anyone could come in, and no one could go out. Subi, you hear this? Quarantine, right? And, Oto ayom, haya Hillel kafuf v'yoshev l'pnei Shammai ke'echal menetamidin. Hillel azaken sat in front of Shammai as if he's one of the students. Shammai was the Rosh Hashiva that day, because he had the majority, and Hillel was the student. Since Hillel was the Nasi, people felt it was like the day that they made the Egel. That's how bad it was that Hillel, the Nasi, was sitting like a regular Talmud. The Gazur Shammai Hillel, and Shammai Hillel made a Gizera, that they're making the grapes pasul, and the people did not accept the gezerah. The halacha is that if the people do not accept the gezerah, the gezerah does not take effect. And that's what happened. And that day, I don't know if it's because Hillel was sitting like a student, but they did not accept the gezerah. And then the students of Shammai and Hillel, Bet Shammai and Hillel came, the Gazur, they made a Gizera, the Kiblu Minai, when they accepted it from them. My Tama, what's the reason? Right? After all, it's going to the garbage. Why would the rabbis say that it became 
that it becomes susceptible to ma'av when the when the liquid goes on it. Amar ziiri, amar b'chanina, gizera shemi yivatzinu b'kufot temeot. We're worried that maybe you'll put it in um, in a, a basket that was tameh. Okay, if you put it in a basket that's tameh, it could also make it a problem. That's good according to the Mandama who says that when the vessel is Tameh, it could make anything into considered a mashkin, into a, considered a liquid. Shapir, it's cool. If you say that a Kli Tameh doesn't automatically make whatever liquids in it, mashkin, what are they going to say? Second answer of the same rabbi. According to this, we're worried that maybe you're going to put it in a basket that has tar on the bottom. If the basket has tar on the bottom, that means it keeps its... The basket with tar on the bottom is going to keep the liquid that goes in. A regular basket, all the liquid that all the liquid in it will drip right out through the holes in the bottom of the wicker basket, right? But if the basket has tar on the bottom, it will, it will keep the grape juice on the bottom. And if you do that, if you use that, then you certainly intend to keep the leftover juice because that's why you're using a special basket like that. And if so, it wouldn't become a tumah. So the rabbis make made gizera of tumah on a regular wicker basket because we're afraid you might use it with a wicker basket with tar on the bottom where your intention is to keep the liquid, liquid on the bottom. That is the opinion of Rav Ziiri in the name of Rav Khalina. Another reason why they made the gizera, why did Shammai make the gizera? We're worried about Noshchot. Noshchot are clusters of grapes which are touching each other. And when you harvest them, you separate them with your hands. And it's always going to happen that water's, that liquid's going to come out of it. And since you're doing it with your hands, you're making the water come out when you pull it off forcefully with hands, you're causing automatically come out with your hands, we're worried that that's, since we're worried about that, therefore the rabbis made a gizena that it always has to be tahor. Because we know that some grapes are stuck on hard, and the person will physically, with his hands, cause the problem, cause it to leak. And that leakage, since it's intentional, is a problem. That, according to Rabbi, that's the reason for Shammai's gizera. Rav Nachman Amar, Sometimes a guy will go early to the, his karam, to his vineyard, to see if his grapes are ripe. If the, if, if the grapes got to the point of harvesting or not. He'll take a, a cluster of grape to squeeze. And he squeezes it with his hands like this, and it'll go on other grapes that are sitting on the bottom. And then when he sees that they're ready, he'll come back. There'll still be grape juice from the last time he squeezed it on it. And that grape juice was squeezed by hand, and it was intentional. And therefore, since that might happen, the rabbi can make it that all grapes need tahoda. So far, we got three of them. Now it's time for number four. Ve'ida. We are now at the two dots about 
15 lines down. The first one line is Meir. Ve'idach, what is the next one of the 14? Amar Tabi. We're on Yudzayin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're, we're now on the bottom of Yudzayin. We turned the page. We turned the page. We just turned the page. Ve'idach, Amar Tabi. Rishpa, Amar Shmuel. These two rabbis said, Av Gidule Truma Ketruma. Even Gidule Truma, which happens to be the name of a famous sefer, Gidule Truma means something that grows from Truma. So let's say you have some Truma wheat, okay? You have, let's say, 10,000 bushels of wheat, and I have 20 of them that are Truma. And I plant the Truma wheat, technically planting the Truma wheat, what grows from the truma wheat should not be truma. It's something different. It grew from the truma, but it's not truma. But the rabbis made a gizirah that anything that grows from truma becomes like truma, and it has to be eaten only by a kohen and no one else. We could call Albert, and we can give it to Albert, but we cannot eat it ourselves. When we, we know midoraita, anyone should be able to have that themselves. However, However, um, the rabbis made a gizirah boba yom on that day. My kama, why did they make this gizirah? Amar v'chanina, gizirah mishum teruma tahara biyad yisrael. We're worried about a guy who doesn't want to give Albert anything. So we're worried that he's going to go and he's going to say, you know something, I'll separate my truma. Okay? I'll separate my 20 things of truma. I won't give it to Albert. And I'll use it for seeds the next year. I'll save it in my silo separately. I'll seed my land with it. And I'll save money. Why should I give it to Albert? I can just sow it and use it as seeds for next year. And the rabbis made a gizirah. No, if you do it, it becomes like truma. So no one's going to use it as seeds and everyone will end up giving it to Albert. And no one will ever end up doing anything different. You got that? Albert likes that one. He doesn't want anyone to keep the truma. He wants to make sure they, they, they don't plant it. Abba Rabba, Rabba doesn't like that. Rabba challenges Yechanina. He says, Afrushi namilo lefrishu. Kevan de'efshel me'ebad chita achad kedeshmol. V'lo kavid emuni mehemni. Since a person could separate one kernel of truma and give it to Albert, and technically you would say, because there's no limit on truma, there's no minimum amount of truma, so I could say, you know what, I have 20,000 bushels, here's one kernel, Come, Albert, here's your truma. So since I can separate one kernel, I, if I separated 20 barrels or 20 boxes, obviously I'm believed. So why do you have to make a gizera on me that you're going to make the truma that I plant into gedule truma, into, into asur, into truma? If I wanted to get out of it, I have other ways to get out of it. I can legally give one kernel. So you believe me. Ella, rather, Rabbis says there's a different gizera. We're worried about Albert himself. We're worried about Albert when he gets the truma after Harry separates the truma and he gives it to Albert. Now, worried that if, so if it's Tahor, Albert will eat it. He'll eat it with his family. It's cool. But what happens if it got Tameh somehow? Let's say, for whatever reason, it got Tameh. Now, we might say, Albert might say, maybe I'll leave it in my house, 
and I'll plant it. Albert will plant it, the, the, the truma that got tamer. So what's wrong with that? Let him plant it, and it'll be tahor. No, but we're worried that if he, if Albert leaves the tamer truma around, his sister might be passing by and say, oh, I'm hungry. Let me take some of this truma. And she'll be eating truma tamer because he's holding it around the house. We don't want him to hold it around the house. So we made a gizera that, that if you plant it, it's tamer. This way, Albert will burn it right away when it gets tamer, and his sister will never come to eat it. Does that make sense? No, you didn't get it clear. One more time. I got it. No, I got it. It's just um, why if it's, if Albert's sister was to eat it, why are we making gizera that if he was to plant it, everything else becomes uh, because, because just make it make it okay. You know, so how would Albert? What's the point of giving it to Albert if he can't enjoy it? If he well, can. we're giving it to Albert when it's tahor. So if they eat it while it's tahor, that's cool, and then we have no problem. But if it got tamer, they can't eat it. That's a fact. Now, after I gave it, after I gave it to Albert, or it's tamer it when Albert, I have it. If after you gave it to Albert, it became tamer. Oh. Albert is not allowed to eat it. But in theory, without the gizera, he'd be allowed to plant it. But if we let him plant it, we don't make a gizera on it. He's going to leave it in his house and store it there in a bottom drawer in order to save it for the planting season. And right, that right. might lead to a problem that his sister might be. And therefore, okay. Albert made a gizera, so he's not going to store it. He'll burn it right away. Is that clear? Okay, yeah. Yeah, Albert, Albert likes it. Okay, good. <laughs> the Edach. And another, what's the other one? The Edach. What is the next one? Amar Abchiyabar Ami, Meshmei De'ula, Af Mishich Shichma V'Derech, Noten Kiso L'Nochri. A person who's walking on Shabbat, on Ere Shabbat, and it got dark while he's on the road, and he has money in his hands, he can give it to a goy. That's a gizera. We don't let you walk more than four, four amot. Which means, in general... Right, what's the shot about that? We know that it's simple. You have to give it to a goy, now. Well, technically, with the oraita, you should be allowed to walk three amot, stop, walk three amot, stop, walk three amot, stop. But the rabbis don't let you do that if there's a goy around. Uh-huh. That's the gizera. Okay? <laughs> Got it. Meidach, what's the next one? Amar Bali, Amar Abimi Sanvatra. Okay? Pitan Ushmanam V'yenam V'bnotehem. The wine, the bread, the oil, and the daughters of goyim, all of them are part of the 18 things. The rabbis don't let you eat the bread of a goy. They don't eat the, drink the oil of a goy, drink the wine of a goy, or be alone with the daughter of a goy. The regular medoraita, the daughter of a goy, was not included in Yehud, but that's one of the 18 things that were in the attic and was included. Hanicha Lerebeir. That's cool, according to Rebeir. Who says that they include the the kelim that's under the pipe? El Rabbi according to Yosi, who says that they didn't agree with that. Shiv Sani Havan, we're still short one. We only have seventeen. Ekanami Dirav Achabar Ada, the Amar of Achabar Ada, Amar Bitzchak, Alpitam Mishum Shmanam, Vashmanam Mishum Yenam. The Rabbis made a gizera on eating their bread because we're afraid you'll eat, drink their oil. 
and the Rebbe is out of the oil because we're afraid you'll have their wine. On your bread because the oil. What's worse? Why is oil worse than bread? Ella, rather, re- rephrase that. They made a gizra on the oil and the bread because of the wine. And they made a gizra on the wine because of the daughters. Because if you drink their wine, you might be alone with their daughters. And they made a gizra on the daughters. Mishum davarachel, because maybe you'll do Abu Dazara itself. If we end up being with the daughters, you might do Abu Dazara. And on something else, because of something else. What does that mean? My davarachel. Amar Abnachma, it's a gazwal tinok nochui, shimitanev viziva. We made that a, a Jewish boy is tamev viziva, as if he's a zav, a male zav. Why? Because we leave Jewish boys with Goyim boys, they might get used to homosexuality. And therefore, we have to worry about that. According to this, Rabbi Meir would have 19. We have too many. They hold that the food that got Tamer. And the kelim that got tameh are all one, and therefore you end up with exactly 18. Beautiful. Okay, Rabbi Baruch Adonai, Amen, Amen. We're up to the Mishnah on the bottom of your dino bet. For those guys who were not on uh, last night, I know Albert and Harry were. Uh, I know Ralph and Subi. Who else is on? Let me see who's on today's thing. Ralph and Subi. Uh, Binyamin, you were on last night, right? Benjamin, you were on last night? You were. Okay. Sorry? You were on last night, correct? I was last night. Yes, I was on, yeah. Okay. So, Subi and Ralph, I, I might be making a redo of last night's class if you didn't do it yet. I might be doing it. I'll let you know tomorrow if I can. Okay? Thank you. Enjoy. Thank you. Good night. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you, Rabbi. Tomorrow night, we have a general class at 10 o'clock. Okay. 10? Ten, uh, ten? Yes. Is that a ladies' class, Ralph, only, or it's men, men and ladies? Um, should we keep it just for the ladies this time? Whatever you think. Yeah, well, let's do the ladies only. We'll do Thursday night again, men and women. Okay. Very Are we good. doing DAF tomorrow night? DAF before. Oh God, DAF before, DAF? 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock? Yes. Okay. Good, good night, night, guys. Good night, Rabbi. Good night, Rabbi. Good night, Rabbi. Good night, guys.